Welcome to another PSD cast from Power Systems Design. I'm your host, Alex Paul, and today I've got Matt Watson. He's the Director of Business Development over at Tanaka America, and we're going to talk about uh, precious metals in uh, electronics. Isn't that right, Matt? Welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much for having me. Well, I mean, precious metals, of course, they are precious, right? Uh, but a lot of people don't think about how much is crammed into modern electronics. Quite a bit. Uh, you know, last year's estimates for semiconductor as a whole, $333 billion TAM for all things semiconductor, of which about $7 billion of that is precious metals, or about 2.1%. So think of it that way. 2.1% of semiconductor standards in various precious metal form, gold, platinum, palladium, any, any number of root metals, including silver, of course, extensive use of silver. Well, I think your gold and silver would be at the top of the list, and you had mentioned palladium. What, are the, what is the hit list, as it were, for precious metals and electronics? Well, we're seeing, you know, palladium can be used in a number of um, sectors, uh, especially like in uh, uh, switches for automobile uh, applications. Uh, any switches that are high-duty cycle, you know, high rates of use, you need to have a, a little bit of a durability to the, uh, the electrical contact. And in some of those situations, we'll use a, a palladium uh, or a platinum tip. Um, it creates a, a hardness barrier, if you will, that uh, extends the lifetime and the, the capability of the design. Um, what about what about something like exotic, like iridium and all of I mean, some of the, there's some really exotic metals out there that have some interesting properties. Oh, sure. And, and every metal has its kind of forte, if you will. Iridium is used in a lot of high-temperature applications. Of course, you know it's used in spark plugs and automotive applications uh, in particular. Mm -hmm. um, but fine like fine writing instruments. <laughs> exactly. Gold and silver, though, you're right, are the dominant weight, if you will, within the semiconductor and electronics world. Now, Matt, um, I understand that Tanaka recently uh, had a uh, what, merger or an acquisition. You, you, you joined up with another company. Can you talk to me a little bit about that and what that means? Sure. So Tanaka Precious Metals, 130-year-old uh, Tokyo-based um, precious metals firm. Um, again, roughly $9 billion in sales annually. Um, we just acquired a group, Metalloid Technologies, uh, a competitor, if you will, uh, with significant refining capabilities throughout the globe, uh, both in the U.S., uh, Switzerland, Singapore, and a number of locations in China. And so the acquisition of Metalor does two things for Tanaka fundamentally. One, it, is it expands our international footprint from being fairly skewed toward Asia to being a much more balanced international footprint in the U.S. and in um, Europe in particular. And then two, from a product portfolio perspective, uh, it brings a much bigger balance. Um, Metalor is uh, very heavy in both jewelry and uh, bullion parts of the precious metals market, where Tanaka has historically been the industrial products specialist. So it right. kind of increases our portfolio, if you will, and brings more balance to, to both, both groups. So that acquisition was announced uh, this Tuesday, uh, the, the 12th, and uh, yeah, we're so excited. It's, it's uh, Very quite an acquisition for us. Now, now, Matt, there's one application space that I'm extremely interested in both personally and professionally, and that's an ITO replacement. You know, um, 
touch screens and display interface is going to be critical going into the next generation of Internet of Things and remote devices. And ITO, I mean, no offense to my colleagues and friends out there who are in the ITO business, but uh, it leads some, it, uh, something to be it leads something to be considered in uh, display applications, right? Absolutely. And uh, so, uh, again, this week we've uh, we did another press release on a, a new product offering that's um, uh, in, still in development and will be launching into mass production uh, in the beginning of 2017. Uh, effectively, a silver mesh uh, type of uh, product. It, um, it's, it's fascinating. Uh, it, we have a capability we're demonstrating uh, to develop uh, a flexible substrate, a flexible PET substrate, and uh, deposit uh, fine line, you know, like sub one micron um, width uh, lines, you know, with very, very tight pitch. Uh, you know, we're able to do uh, any number of patterns of development and um, in basically a roll-to-roll type of system is what we're trying to develop that we can do nice. printed electronics on a, on a very fine scale. Now, when you get line widths down to sub-micron, ends up that the human eye cannot detect it. And right. so you can literally do a deposit, a, a grid, you know, a cross-hatch grid, if you will, across the face of a substrate, uh, and, uh, you know, effectively that becomes your touchscreen. Um, uh, but wouldn't that still provide some, I mean, there would be still some opacity. What's the transmissivity of your solution? Oh, it's still very translucent. And so, uh, you, again, you can't see it. If, if you were here in our booth, then feel free to come down to Cinecon and, and check, out the, check out our booth. And we have samples uh, that are active and live uh, out in our display case. Um, you, you can see samples. And, yeah, it's, it's virtually impossible to detect, these, um, detect these traces at one micron width. Now, of course, you can deposit, you know, fatter and wider lines if you want to and need to, uh, depending on your, your application. But uh, uh, it really does serve as, a, we think, a breakthrough. This is, this is truly going to change the space on, uh, on some of these flexible flat panel. Um, right. And, uh, and there's no color cast at all, right? There's no color cast at all. No color no, cast. No, there's no color cast. ITO is yellow. Exactly. Yeah. So we think this is a lower cost system than the ITO as well. It's a, it's a process that has fewer operational steps. Uh, we think the total cost of ownership on this design is, is going to be lower than a conventional ITO type of a design. Um, mm -hmm. And um, so lower, you know, in the world of precious metals, content is everything, even with an ITO, right, with India, you really, um, you're concerned about the volume of material. And, you know, if you could deposit your, your pattern of these very fine traces, you're, you're using less material. Uh, that coupled exactly. with fewer manufacturing process steps, to me that seems to bode well that this, this product can really uh, take off. And save all the way around the board, because the beautiful thing about that is the savings at the board level, especially within the bomb, cascade outward. Exactly, exactly. Very nice, very nice. So we've, now, we've, um, coined, we've, co we've coined this new printing process, uh, SuperNAP, just, just so everybody knows, we've developed this in concert with, um, uh, in a consortium with uh, AIST, the Advanced uh, Industrial Science and Technology Institute in Japan, mm -hmm. and with a group by the name of JST who's helping us with funding of this, uh, this great project. So it's a collaborative effort, and uh, Sonaka is thrilled to, to offer this uh, super nano-sized uh, silver ink product that, that's going to drive this process. So. Well, very cool. Because, Matt, I mean, I've, 
I've been in this industry for a bit, and um, for 10 years I was electronic products, optoelectronics editor, and I've been hearing for almost over 20 years about ITO replacements, both nanotube-based and silver microdot-based and carbon fiber-based and uh, yep. every conceivable technology under the sun. Um, and you're sounding very positive about yours, so it sounds like you're really very, you, you know, you're right there at the commercialization point. I think it is. And, you know, this whole genre of, you know, flexible electronics and, you know, the, the IoT and, and really doing mass scale flexible electronics, it, it, I think it's closer than people realize. And, uh, uh, you know, I think this technology is going to enable a piece of that transition without any question. So, Very nice, Matt. Now, now um, beyond that, are there some other, I mean, obviously, I guess any kind of uh, smart surface application could be served by this technology. Are there other um, things that you've been thinking of to use this or related technologies in the space? I'm, I'm sorry. Could you, I couldn't quite no, what I'm saying is, is that um, this technology is obviously well-suited to displays, but then I can even see it expanding into things like, for example, smart surfaces. Oh, know, absolutely. Uh, and then well, are there you, other application spaces that you're looking at? Well, I think initially the uh, the touch panel display, uh, you know, flexible display is, is the, I think, the primary target to start with. But you're right. I think you could grow this technology into any number of just general flexible electronics, you know, print as much as you can and place what you have to type of uh, processes. Um, mm -hmm. There's no or doubt. Or even like a smart, a smart movie poster or something. The one, exactly. Because, the, because I'm imagining that this grid, because it's such little material cost, you know, it's almost disposable, so you could literally just make this make the poster clip into a smart frame and then throw the poster away, and the frame will just take the next smart poster. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's exactly. a beautiful thing about this tech is that you talk about it, and, and I mean, I'm just a journalist. I, I bet you our engineering audience can think of eight, ten different applications that we can't even come up with. Another reason to come down to our booth, have a conversation with us, and let's get some partnerships going. Absolutely. Let's there you go. find different um, ways that we could branch out and use this. Where do they go online to look this up in case they're not there? Uh, at our website, which, of course, I don't have it right in front of me, but uh, Tanaka, uh, it's http pro.tanaka.co.jp, pro.tanaka.co.jp. Excellent, excellent. And I believe if you do slash en, you get the English language page. You get the English version, yeah. There's a number of language options available. Correct. Excellent. Well, then that's good for our European and Asian listeners as well. And we have videos, by the way, on our website uh, that display this technology uh, at, at the level it's at right now on kind of a bench-level sample creation. So you can you can watch this process live on, on videos that are available on that website. Very cool. Very cool. And our audience loves that kind of stuff. I'll make sure to put a link or two in the podcast description, the PSD cast description, to uh, direct our audience to a couple of them, okay? You bet. So, now, Matt, before I let you go, I always let my guest have the last word on my show. So it could be a little bit more about your products, a little bit more about the company, or just a tip for our audience, but the floor is yours. Uh, you know, uh, the, the world of uh, electronics is obviously growing. I'm, I'm fascinated to watch this, this turn toward flexible electronics. Um, I, I think it's just um, it's fascinating where we're headed. And uh, you can see the technology tra transition starting to stage. Um, I'm just thrilled to be part of it. It's, it's you know, it's uh, fun to contribute to uh, to advances in technology. And uh, so, 
I just, I just well, enjoy what I do. <laughs> there you go. And you and I are in the exact same boat, Matt. I love this industry. We are, and the beautiful part about it is we're literally uh, solving problems and creating a new future as we go along. Because even in this case, less materials, fewer steps, save money, lighter products. I mean, it's all, like I said, cascading benefits up and down the line. It's just beautiful what we do. Exactly. So, Matt, thank you again, and I'm definitely going to drag you back. I always love having an interesting person on the show, so we'll look forward to seeing you downstream as well. All right, Alex. Appreciate your time, sir. Oh, the pleasure is mine. And like I said, don't call me sir. I work for a living. Old Army line. (laughs) (laughs) And I'd like to thank – there you go. And I'd like to thank everybody out there in the audience for taking the time to be with us. We wouldn't be here without you, your friends. This is Alex Paul for Power Systems Design. Have a great day.